This podcast is produced by Painted Tree Boutiques. Welcome to the Life and Style Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Lane. On this podcast, I chat with dreamers and doers about all things life, style, and everything in between. Because style is more than what's at the surface. It's self-expression, creativity, and stepping into who you are. Hello, hello, friends. Hope you're doing so well today. I am so happy that you're here to listen to today's episode. So this is the conversation that I had with Paige Shepard. Paige Shepard is the owner of Shepard Organizing Solutions. She does everything from coordinating events to decluttering and organizing spaces to helping people improve their daily schedule and workflow. So she is multi-talented, multi-passionate. She shares with us some valuable lessons that that she's learned along the way, including what her process looks like for planning a low stress event, how to go about decluttering and organizing a space that can feel completely overwhelming, and a simple practice that has helped all of her productivity clients, regardless of their personality type. I know that you guys are going to love this episode. Quick reminder that you can follow us on Instagram at the Life and Style Podcast. We are always sharing when new episodes come out and just sharing fun bonus content over there. Um, and I'm also going to share with you a review from one of our wonderful listeners. So an anonymous listener said, this podcast is so wonderful. Finally, a podcast about style and lifestyle that doesn't tell you what you should like or give you a step-by-step, but instead shines light on all different types of people in a loving, holistic way. The world needs who you are is Kaylee's favorite line. And I feel like that, that about sums up this whole podcast for you so sweet, informative, and fun to listen to. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Whoever wrote that day completely and totally made. Thank you so much. Um, if you enjoy this podcast, it would mean the world and help the podcast grow. If you would write a review, um, or share on your Instagram story when you're listening and tag us, that would also be such a wonderful treat. Um, okay. Without further ado, I am so thrilled to introduce you to the wonderful and fabulous Paige Shepard. Hello, hello, Paige. How are you today? Hi, Kaylee. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. I've been looking forward to chatting with you. I'm excited about it too. So let's start off. Um, Can you just share a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. My name is Paige Shepard and I own Shepard Organizing Solutions. And my business offers three different types of services. I do space organizing, event coordinating and productivity consulting. Very cool. Okay. So what kind of drew you into this world of organizing and productivity? You know, I get asked that question a lot because, well, I guess it's just different that there are lots of organizing businesses out there and lots of really great local organizers even, but I just love all things organizing. I love details. So Um, to me, I find fulfillment in event planning too. So I, my business kind of has probably more avenues than maybe, I I don't know, it's typical, but I really really love it. So I I feel like I'm kind of wired this way. And I, I recognize my strengths and giftings and organizing and, and organizing people and spaces and things and schedules. And so I thought I would just give it a try and I, I love it. It's been very successful so far. Very cool. So you are, you are coordinating events. You are helping people organize their homes or their physical spaces. Mm -hmm. And you're also helping people with like lifestyle 
kind of structuring their routines and stuff like that. It sounds like. Yes. So those are, those are three very like distinct worlds to be in, but I totally can see that they're all related and that if you're strong in one, most likely you would have some strengths in the other as well. So, yeah, I just, I really feel like just through experiences I've, I've had even far back as like junior high and high school through college. And then um, I actually out of college served on staff at a church for 10 years. And so developed a lot of skills there too, relationally and um, organizing and planning events and people. And um, yeah, I just kind of felt like it was time to try something new and here I am. (laughs) Very cool. Okay. So talk me through a little bit about what a typical day might look like in your world. Oh, every single day is different. And I love that. (laughs) Even even if I'm going back to back to the same home to work on a project or if it's a weekend event, you know, every, every day is different. Um, so I think that's part, part of the job that I like the most is just that it's fresh. Everything is different. Every circumstance is unique. Um, so really, I, I don't even know how to there is no that typical day. <laughs> Are you able to, day. this is kind of a side question, but like, is it a challenge for you to kind of have a clear division between like personal life <clears throat> and work life? Uh, a little bit. I struggle with that at first. Um, I think the biggest transition, like difficulty for me was probably going from having coworkers that I loved and did life with every day in the office to just being a team of one. And obviously, um, I guess not obviously, but I have a very supportive and loving husband who is great with like um, accounting and finance things. So that's helpful to have when you're starting a business. Um, But then also I have like a team of people that when some projects and events are bigger and require more than just my one brain and two hands. And so I have a team of people that I can pick from to, to assist me off and on as needed. So um, I'm not sure if that answers your question, but well, yeah, I, it does. And I, I mean, I was just kind of thinking through, cause you were mentioning you're organizing probably during the week and then coordinating on the weekends. And I was just mm-hmm. thinking, it seems like it would be, you'd have to really be mindful about carving out time that is, you know, work free. Yes. Yeah. I, that's, that's something I'm definitely, that's, it's hard for me just because I like to, to go and do, and I want to help yes. everybody who needs my help. But every once in a while I have to be like, Oh, I have not had a day off in, in a little bit. So <laughs> I'm getting much better. I'm getting much better at carving out those boundaries and setting. Um, I mean, I, I have to have a full day or two for administrative tasks for my business too. So I'm getting much better at setting those things. And it's, it's just like with anything new, you have to to figure yeah. it out as you go. And honestly, that sounds like something that's within your skill set is figuring out that, you know, I feel like the work life balance is a little bit like out of reach a lot of times to yeah. literally find a balance, but it sounds like getting the closest that you can to that is within your skill set <laughs> and something that you're actually able, able to help other people with as well. Yes. And so I, I find that, you know, this is like, sometimes I'm like, come on Paige, you can, you can do this. You can find <laughs> time to do this. This is what you help other people do, but I think it just makes it like I'm relatable. I, I'm able to relate to other people who are struggling with when am I supposed to do laundry and go to my kid's baseball game and have an organized garage? When am I supposed yes. to do those things? And so, because we're all human and we all have a lot going on, like, I, I don't know. I feel like, I think people have this perception that I live in this super organized magazine like world, but that's, <laughs> that's not realistic. Um, though I do love that. Um, I, I just feel like I am learning how to live in those circumstances on my own. And it helps me help other people. 
Oh, I love that. Yes, absolutely. It makes you that much more relatable, that much more likely to understand what it is that they are going through. Yeah. Um, okay. So I kind of want to go through each of the three like pillars of what you do and kind okay. of talk about them individually. So let's start off with event coordinating. What exactly does that look like and what kind of events are you coordinating? Uh, a little bit of everything. So <laughs> I primarily, I would say weddings is that's what I typically am asked to coordinate, which I love so much. I know people are like, oh my goodness, who wants to do that? You know, like what (laughs) wedding is enough? I feel like it takes such a special person. (laughs) (laughs) I love it because like, I want, I know that time is special and I want the the bride and the groom and the families to feel stress-free and like they're able to have the freedom to enjoy that special weekend and not just be stressed. Like they shouldn't be worried when, if the cake person is running behind, they shouldn't be getting that phone call saying they're going to be an hour late, you know, like that. I love being able to alleviate that stress for them. So, um, a lot of, a lot of weddings. And then I've had the opportunity to plan some uh, fundraisers for nonprofit organizations, which I didn't, I never anticipated doing that, but when they reached out, I just, I've really enjoyed that. Oh, very cool. Um, And then even things as simple as parties, like a birthday party, uh, an anniversary celebration, a reunion. I I love all. Okay, so a little bit of everything. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Um, So, in doing all of those different things, are there any like common threads, like lessons that you've learned about what it is that is kind of required in order to coordinate an event well? Yeah, for me, I like to be very thorough. And so for me, that involves like thinking through the timeline, itineraries and list making. Um, I do that a lot. And you're going to, I'm probably going to answer that in all three pillars of the business. (laughs) It comes down to that for me. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, just being thoroughly prepared and advanced because with every event, especially think about weddings, you know, stuff comes up and they're but people are involved, things don't go perfectly as planned. But I like that. I like having a plan and having a good place to start. And then because I'm confident in that plan, I'm able to adjust and put out little fires and tweak things so that it can still be successful. Very cool. And that sounds like, you know, the more prepared you are going into it, the more likely you are to kind of be like a calming presence for the people who are more likely to be frazzled by anything that goes wrong. It's nice to have someone who it's like, okay, she's not freaking out. So I don't, I don't have to freak out either. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I do try to be the calming presence and just like to let people know that even if something goes a little bit off, like I'll take care of it and we can still be happy. Let's still celebrate. You know, I, I love that. That's huge. I remember my, my dad was actually a wedding photographer most of my growing up years. And he would always talk to brides and be like, you know, things are going to go wrong. There's always going to be something, but at the end of the day, you're going to be married. The day will, you know, it will be a day that comes and goes and it's going to be really, really special. So is my, you might as well just not be like holding too tightly to every single expectation. (laughs) Yes. That's good advice. That's good advice. Um, okay. So what would you say for someone who is planning their own upcoming event? What are some of your top tips for making it a smooth, positive experience? Yeah, I, I definitely think being prepared is good. You know, in some personalities prefer to kind of fly by the seat of their pants type thing. And that's great. But I, I think for me, what I have learned is that having some sort of structure is going to be helpful. Um, and a point person in charge, whether it's a coordinator or you, you're planning your own event, like you kind of have your hand in all the aspects of it, whether it's a big event or a small event, because when somebody has a question, they got to know who to come to. And hopefully they're coming to a person that 
has an idea or can make something up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. So being prepared. So whenever you're preparing for an event, what, what goes into that, I guess? Yeah. So I, I, like I mentioned earlier, I think through, I start with the day of the event. Like I, okay. from start to finish, I think through the timeline and what that looks like. And when I'm writing out a timeline and thinking through all the different people or vendors, whoever's involved, then that spurs me on to think about things that, that need to be done prior to the day of. So we, these people need to be communicated with, you need to make sure you've reserved this and that. And so obviously starting with the vision of the event is most important. So you can kind of get a feeling of, and if I'm working with a client, I want to know what vibe they're going for. And so I, I want to make sure that I'm accomplishing those, those goals that they have. And so I think through the whole timeline and then make little to-do lists, like little mini compartmentalized to-do lists based on nice. each aspect of it. Very cool. I like the concept of thinking through the day as a whole, like picturing it almost like a movie. And then you're realizing, okay, in order for that to happen, I'm going to need to do these things in order yeah. for this scene that I'm envisioning to happen. These are the, you know, things I feel like that would be a helpful way to make sure you're not missing anything. <laughs> uh, that's a good way. I like to describe it as a movie. Whenever I sit down with bride for the first time, I'm like, okay, tell me everything you're thinking. They just kind of look at me like, where do I start? I'm like, you start wherever you want to. <laughs> you just tell me. And then, you know, I love to meeting with the bride. That's like, uh, I haven't thought about anything. And I'm like, that's okay. I can help you think through those things. That's so helpful too. Cause I'm sure. Yeah. A lot of people don't even know what what goes into an event, you know, who this is not a thing that is part of their day-to-day -day life. So right. sure you're a super valuable resource for those people. Well, I definitely enjoy it. Very cool. Um, okay. So talking about space organizing, it's kind of a different world. Tell me what that looks like for you and what your experience has been like so far. Yeah, man, I, I really enjoy that just because I get to really work closely with people. Um, and I love, I love that. I love relationships and getting to know people and kind of what their habits and tendencies are. I know that might sound odd, but I really, yeah. when someone lets me in their home in an area that they may consider messy, like that's a really vulnerable connection for a lot of people. Um, in fact, there are some people who that's their biggest like obstacle in hiring a professional organizer. They, they're just embarrassed or ashamed of the state of the space. Um, but I, I try really hard to break down those walls initially in the instant communication, even if it's on a, a text message or a, a DM, just because I want people to know, like, I'm not going to judge their space. Like the fact that they are reaching out is, is a great step. And so, and truly, I think I can say I've seen it all because I've seen a lot <laughs> of things. Really? And so are you one of those people who sees like a, a giant, you know, project and gets excited when you see that? Yeah, that is me. And I know that I know that's strange, but yes, I, I mean, I feel like the, oh boy, can I do this type thing? I feel those feelings too. That's normal. But I, I kind of thrive in that, like, this is going to be a hard task. Let's get it done. I love that, that feeling. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Um, okay. And then what would you feel like, what would you say are some of the most common concerns when you come into someone's home to help them organize? What are the most common concerns or questions that they have and how do you help them out with those? Yeah. A lot of times it's just like poorly used space. So maybe you have a cabinet or a closet 
And it's just how, just how it was whenever you moved in, you haven't added any extra shelving or drawers, or there's a lot of, this is a common one, vertical space, like wall space. That's not used at all. Like, um, that is one, one area that I can easily see, you know, we can make some adjustments here and it's going to probably after we've done the decluttering and the purging part of the process, which is super important. Um, sometimes people end up with more blank space than when, when I got there, you know, after we've, even after we've added furniture pieces. And so, um, wow. every, everyone is different though, you know, like part my process for that, I do a con initial consultation where we go in and we look at it and I do that either virtually or in person. And we look at the space and I, I ask a lot of questions because I want to know how they're using the space currently and how they would like to use it. Like what would best benefit them in a perfect world? And we probably won't achieve that, but I want to know like what that feeling, what, what they have, what that thought process is they have for that. And so I ask questions and I measure um, and I kind of, I don't know how to put this into words, but I just kind of try to observe like habits and tendencies that they have. So if I notice that all the shoes, every, everybody in the family's shoes are coming off the second they walk in the door and there's nothing to contain the shoes right there, then I'm probably going to suggest that. It's just, that's one example, but it's like that in your pantry or your garage or your, your office too. You know, everybody has little habits that yes. if we can set up a system with the right, you know, pro if it needs products or just the right layout of items, if we can set up a good system that's maintainable, that everybody who uses that space can understand and, and function within, then it really is, it really does make life easier. And I love being able to help people no matter what their stage of life or circumstances or, or what their budget is. Cause some people are like, you know, I have no budget, you know, whatever you want to buy, whatever products I need, but then there's, that's not reality for most people. It's, you know, I really don't have any budget for product. I'm only going to pay you for your services. And so wherever they are in the spectrum of that, I just, I just want people to know that they can function and live in an organized way. It just makes life simpler and less stressful. Yes. Oh my goodness. This is actually something that I've been thinking about a lot lately because I've always been like very big on the decluttering side of things and the minimizing of all of the things that aren't adding value to my life. Mm -hmm. And I think for a long time, I thought that that meant that organizing was kind of irrelevant because I'm just going to get rid of the things that I don't need and everything else. I shouldn't have to organize if I minimize it, if right. I minimize correctly. I kind of had that thought process for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then I started finding that's just not the case. Once I've done the decluttering and kind of gotten down to the bare essentials, it is still so worth the time and effort to find a way to display or store them in a way that is like, that works with my lifestyle. Yeah. You know, it is an added effort, but it is so worth it. And it really does. It gets a little bit harder getting that, you know, initial effort going, but then it makes your life so much easier. It just makes it so much easier. <laughs> You're so right. I mean, it just, it just helps you use your time better, more efficient, not just with the use of space, but if you're not having to open your pantry or your closet and dig for 10 minutes to find that one thing you're looking for, then it, it saves your time too. It saves your stress level, your family stress yes. level, <laughs> depending oh on the space, it can save money. You know, like food gets lost in the back of the fridge or the back of the pantry and it expires or you buy duplicates. So that's a huge one. Just, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm interested in learning, like, I don't even know how I would do this, but I, I would love to kind of observe how much money people save on groceries after establishing a maintainable organized system. Like there's gotta be some study out there. Maybe I need to figure out yes. how to do a study even, like that. Even like, 
eating more nutritious foods, when you feel like you have a system in place for how, how you go about cooking and how you go about, you know, keeping your kitchen the way that you yeah. want it, I feel like that would have a huge implication as well. Like in absolutely just the type of food that you're eating or your willingness to be mindful about that, I guess. Yeah. And, and meal prep too. think about it. Like just knowing what you have on hand alone is like part of the hardest part of that. <laughs> if, you're, yes. if you're trying to decide what to cook. So I think you're exactly right. Oh yeah. This is a topic I've just really been thinking about lately. It all came to a head the other day. My husband and I, we were organizing some things, just like a random closet in the hallway. And then we got into my daughter's room and there's a like weird storage area above her closet that is where we've crammed all of our like gift wrapping stuff. I don't mm -hmm. know why you can't see any of it up there. We literally have to get up on a stool and then it's just going into this deep closet. It's like, this doesn't make any sense. Like we're not even utilizing our gift wrapping stuff when it's up here. We can't see, we're just blindly grabbing for things. There's a way that we could do this where we would actually be benefiting from it. And it would make sense for us to be keeping gift wrapping stuff in that case, yeah. you know? Yeah. So You're we had a great whole conversation spot. about that. Like processing <laughs> that is good. That's what I tell people, like clients, when I show up at their home to organize and they're like, okay, where do we start? And, you know, we open the first cabinet and they're like, okay, let's donate that. Let's trash that. That goes in another room. I'm like, oh, you are ready. You <laughs> <laughs> so I can just tell too, when people are ready and when they're a little bit more hesitant, you know, and one of my clients recently joked that it's almost, it's, I'm not at all comparing myself to a counselor, but it's almost, it's like, cause I'll be like, okay, how many cans of X, Y, Z do you really need? Like how many pairs yeah. of brown booties do we really need to keep in the closet? You know, and yes. I ask it in a way that's not condemning, but once we've sorted it all out and the client's sitting there looking at how many duplicates they have of something, I'm like, you only got two feet. And so, yeah. <laughs> like, oh. you know, it kind of helps people. Um, I, I don't know. It just kind of helps you ask questions that help you with the process of letting things go. And, you know, that's a whole other topic, donating things to people less fortunate or people who are in need. Um, it's just another perk of the decluttering process. Totally. Totally. It's really, it's, about more than how do you want to organize your space? It's about like, what kind of life do you want to live? What do you yes. want your day-to-day -day life to look like? Yeah. So, oh, that's really, it really is powerful and important stuff that you're doing mm -hmm. with that. The Life and Style podcast is produced by Painted Tree Boutiques. With locations across the country, Painted Tree is home to hundreds of local shops, all under one roof. Painted Tree vendors specialize in gifts, decor, fashion, and so much more. For shoppers, it's truly a one-stop gift shop, an experience like no other. And you can feel great about your purchase, knowing that you're supporting a small business. For vendors, owning a shop at Painted Tree is an unbelievable opportunity for growth. Owning your own business is so rewarding, but the cost of opening a brick and mortar store can be staggering when you take it on by yourself. Did you know the average cost of opening a retail store is $100,000? The reason Painted Tree was created was to give people with a dream a fighting chance at succeeding. We are passionate about giving dreamers like you the opportunity to do so without the buckling financial risk that comes with it. In this community, we share costs, resources, and wins. To learn more about how you can open a shop inside Painted Tree, visit paintedtree.com slash vendors. Um, okay, what are your favorite kinds of spaces to organize and why? Mm. I really, 
and I don't want to say that I like all spaces, but I do. I, I think I, I could probably do a pantry in my sleep. Sometimes I feel like really? I got the pantry situation down, even, you know, every single one of them is different. I just, it's probably one of the most commonly requested spaces for me to organize. And so I have had a ton of practice and maybe I couldn't do it in my sleep, but you know what I mean? I, I feel <laughs> yes. confident in that. Um, even though every, every single space is different. But I've also worked on some garages recently, um, and those are way more in-depth, as you can imagine, especially people who've lived in a home for a long time or for whatever reason have packed up things and moved it out to the garage. It's very tedious to go through each box. Um, But but I love that because I'm like, I see so much progress in in people who are kind of I don't know, to, I don't want to make this deeper than it has to be, but bound by their things. Like they feel like for whatever reason, they couldn't hold on to this stuff. And it's just like literally weighing them down and yeah. taking up space in their home that they could use for good. And to see people getting, I'm getting goosebumps, but to, to see people getting rid of things and just kind of freeing up that space it is so motivating to me. So really any space has the potential to, I don't know, kind of create a snowball effect in someone's life that they'll start. I've, I, I didn't mean to make this like too deep. No, it, it really is like a matter of the heart when it comes down to it. Like the way mm-hmm. the relationship that you have with the atmosphere that you live in and the things that you choose to own. And yeah, I mean, it really, it's, it's a significant thing when you're really thoroughly do, going through the process. I feel like, I think so, so too. Um, and then also like uh, my grandparents recently moved into a retirement community and we had an organizer come help just with that, with the unpacking and the organizing everything. And I was blown away by how much better use of time that was like compared to me and other family members trying to help them and not, not feeling effective at all at it. These organizers came in, they, that's what they do. Like they are so much more effective. Mm -hmm. They already have strategies, you know, from past projects that they know how to implement. They're so much faster. So it, it is like not only effective, you know, not only do they do it well, but they do it well quickly. So I feel mm-hmm. like you, yeah, you offer a lot of value in that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, and too, like as an outsider, I don't have any emotional connection to your things as a client. Like they don't hold any sentimental value to me, but I respect that they do to the client that things are valuable for, to people for different reasons. And, you know, every personality is different in that. Like I might not, I'm not a person that places a whole lot of weight on things like that. I just never have been. I'm more attached to like memories and people and experiences than I am things. But some people are wired that like that little tiny trinket of a bird from your great grandma is really important to you. And so I respect that with people, but it's helpful. Like you were saying, having an outside perspective coming in and because I can, I can talk through things with them and help them process. And I try to create an open relationship where they're comfortable telling me, you know what, maybe this bird doesn't mean anything to anybody else, but I'm keeping it. And so I help them find a good spot for it. Yes. Oh, I love that so much. And I can tell just from your personality that you're, you're the type of person that people would be made to feel comfortable around. Mm -hmm. So like when you walk into, it's not easy for just anyone to walk into somebody's home and them to feel comfortable letting them in into like all all their things and their emotions attached to the things. So I feel like that's another element that's important and that you definitely have of being a kind and approachable, compassionate person who it feels, it feels like you can do this alongside without judgment. Thank you for saying that. That's very sweet. (laughs) Yeah. 
Okay. So talking now, moving into the productivity and efficiency work that you do, I'm so interested in this. So tell me what this looks like for you. Okay. So I have helped clients with a wide variety of things that fall into this um, category of my business. So one client that I currently have is ongoing and she is very, um, just because of the circumstances in her life right now, super overcommitted, um, and not necessarily things that she could have said no to. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, sometimes that happens. Life throws things at us like that. Um, and so I meet with her virtually every other week, sometimes in person. And we, we think through her to-do list. And I know that might sound trivial, but it helps her because of the way she's wired to process it out loud. Mm-hmm. And I help her prioritize, like, you know what, you still have two more weeks to return those throw pillows to TJ Maxx. So don't do that. Don't make that something that has to happen today. You can let's work on the things that are due or that have to happen. Um, so a lot of times it's, it's stuff like that, but another service that I've offered to her, um, we obviously to get to this point, have to talk about every single thing that she spends her time doing and that her commitments are, and maybe if there's commitments, she needs to step away from, but we, I made a schedule like an hour by hour schedule for her for every day of the week. And there's obviously flexibility and wiggle room in there and room for free time. It's not like it's so rigid. It's awful, but right. But she needed that in order to keep her head above water in this really crazy season of life. She needed that. Um, and then I've helped other like families with young kids that are trying to figure out how do I balance I think I referenced this earlier. How do I do laundry and get my kid to baseball practice and still love my family at the end of the day? Oh, and they have to eat and, you know, all these things. And she works a full-time job. And so, I mean, I'm not, it's not magic. I just sit down with the information and a schedule and kind of think through things that maybe could be delegated or shared responsibilities or, or things that could overlap. Like it's okay if you are doing a load of laundry and something else at the same time, you know, and, and to me, that seems simple just because of how my mind is wired in the way that I am. But I I have had a conversation with someone, honestly, that when she would did laundry, that's all she did because in her brain, she was like, I have to do laundry now. And so she sat through the 30 minute wash cycle and the hour long dryers and just sat and, and, you know, no judgment there because everybody thinks differently, but just being able to help her realize, girl, you have, that's an hour and a half. You can get so much done or do something fun (laughs) that time, you know, don't just sit there. Um, (laughs) So it's been good. Oh, and then there was uh, a few situations similar to this on the productivity side of things where I helped people who are overwhelmed towards the end of the year, like with getting out a Christmas card and making sure they attend all their grandchildren's um, plays and the Christmas parties and stuff like that, being overwhelmed with not having gotten all the groceries for Thanksgiving in time. And so I helped them sit down and and think through an end of the year timeline that started, I think at the end of September. And we kind of worked through like a timeline of when you need to start planning your menu and stuff like that. So how great. It's it's just a a wide variety of things. (laughs) I feel like that's the kind of thing that people would just be endlessly grateful for like that kind of help being willing to really get in the trenches and like take a holistic view at somebody's life. I feel like that's, that's a really big deal. And that's the kind of thing that I feel like an outside source could be really helpful in because when you're in it, it's so hard to see clearly. And it's so hard to think about, Oh, you're, you're right. I don't have to return the TJ Maxx thing today. Or, you know, I can do this while I do this. Sometimes you need somebody to 
tell you that or remind right. you of that. Right. It's because we just all get stuck in our routines and what makes sense. And like we, we, the thing that's at the front of our brain is the most pressing, even if it might not be the thing that we need to do immediately. So it, I think it helps people to have an outside source and something I've, I've enjoyed about that. So I offer my organizing services and productivity services virtually too. And so I can help people, even if they aren't locally we can sit down over Zoom or a phone call um, and really get the same results as I could if I was in their living room, just because it's mostly about communication. So yeah, I, I oh, enjoy it. I love that. I think that's awesome. And okay, I'm curious what you feel like some of the most common pieces of advice that you tend to give out are in this realm of efficiency and productivity. What do you think are some of the you know, questions and answers that are most commonly coming up? Yeah, it, it's different because, you know, different personalities, but I think the, probably the common thread would be, I've, I've referenced it as a brain dump before. So taking everything that's swimming around inside your brain and writing it down, typing it out, saying it out loud, just getting it out of your head is, it, it brings a relief on its own. Just the act of doing writing the things down, even if it's just a hot mess scribbled everywhere, it's helpful to get it out of your head because then you're not feeling the pressure of having to rely on your memory, which has got all these other things going on. And, you know, sometimes when I get overwhelmed, I'm like, whoa, I have not taken a second to write all these thoughts and dreams. Like some of it is like, I need to go to the grocery store. Some of it is we need to, you know, be planning for this financially. And some of it's big stuff, little stuff dreams, visions, like fun things. It doesn't all have to be tasks that are, you know, menial or things that have to be done, but it can be stuff you want to do too. I think it's good to write it all down. That's how I instruct people to do this exercise. You just get it all out. It's going to be a mess. And then on a new piece of paper, or if you want to type it, whatever, kind of sort through things and categorize them. So like, this is for work. This is for relationships. This is personal. This is a dream. This is for our home. Um, whatever the categories are, it just kind of helps you wrap your mind around it. And I have done that exercise with people who are like-minded, like myself, like people who think like me, but also people who we could not be further from opposite, <laughs> you know, yeah. in the way that we process things. And it has helped every single person, just the relief that comes from that. Oh, that's so good because yeah, I feel like even if you're not actively thinking about whatever those things are that are floating around in your mind, you're still having to like interact with the fact that they're in your mind and you're having to hold on to it. You're responsible for it. So the yeah. relief that would come from writing it all down and then just being able to sort them. It's hard to sort things when they're just floating around in your mind, you know, exactly. actually being able to see it in front of you would be, mm -hmm. is a very powerful thing. I know I do that sometimes. And I mean, I, I really should incorporate it more consistently into my life. I mainly do it when I hit a really bad point of overflow. I'm like, I've got yeah. to write all of this down and it's super helpful that I could see it being, you know, a nice daily ritual even to kind of, yeah, it's helpful. Life. And, you know, I like to rewrite a to-do list or restructure it just because every single day throws new things at you. And especially if you have young children or, I mean, really, truly any circumstance you're in is busy. We can't compare yeah. our lifestyle to someone else's because it's, it's relative based on a lot of things, but yeah. I think that it, it's just really helpful. And, and I mentioned writing it down that works for a lot of people, but some people are like auditory learners or prefer tactile things. So there's a lot of different ways that you can get the same result 
without necessarily making a handwritten list. Um, right. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Getting it out of your body in some way. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So what are some daily rituals that you have found to be the most important for your mental health? Hmm. I, wow, that that's a really good question there. I feel like there are so many, the one I just referenced is very helpful to me. Um, I typically have a list. I have lots of lists going. (laughs) (laughs) You're a list person. I'm a list person, but I, I, every day I'm like, okay, I know I've got to do this, 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 and this. And before I go to this meeting at one o'clock, I need to throw this in my car because I got to run to the post office. So if I, I feel like I can be most productive and efficient with my time, which is what makes me feel like I'm having a successful and worthwhile day. Um, if I plan ahead. And so it looks different based on what's going on and not every day is the same. And I'm not some like perfect list maker that never misses anything, but it's just how I, I function best. Um, but then also moving my body. I love working out and exercising in the mornings is a good way to get me going on the mornings that I, I don't, you know, on off days, I find it a little bit harder to get the moment I'm going for the day. Yes. yes it is um, like a big jump start. Yes. And then for me, uh, my faith in the Lord is super important. And so finding time early on in the day to spend time in the word and spend time praying, um, it just kind of sets my, my rhythm and my focus for the whole day. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. So tell me if you could give some key pieces of advice to your younger self, say like 15 years old, Okay. what would they be? <laughs> oh goodness. Just to be confident in like who I was created to be, I think is is important. And um yeah, to can to make time for things that are important to me and that I feel like are my strengths, you know, to make time for, for that, but also to um make time to love people well. I, I feel like that's something that has always been really important to me and ingrained and like just kind of my DNA, but just reminders that I'm created for a purpose. And so, um, yeah, I like that question. If I could think I should probably have thought on it a little more, you know, but great answers. Great answers. Yes. (laughs) Wonderful. Um, okay. What makes you feel like the best version of yourself? Mm. Oh, I think I kind of answered this earlier. Um, I really do feel, I, I like structure Um, And I like having structure, but I also like spontaneity. And I I know that that sounds strange, but I feel like when I do have structure and plans in place, I'm more willing to just kind of go with the flow. And I I know it's opposite, but like if my life is a mess and I don't know left from right, up from down, like it's harder for me to let go and have fun. But if I am clinging to some, whatever order you can find. Yes. Yes. But if I, if I have some structure, at least a plan, um, or an idea. Um, even if the day or the circumstances are completely different from what I have planned, it just brings me some calm and some peace and and it helps me enjoy my day better. So, so yeah, I think, I think that's important for me. Like I mentioned writing out like what I, how I think the day is going to go like in a little schedule, little to-do list type thing. That's just miniature based on the ongoing things I have to do, but it helps me be my best self when I'm prepared. Yeah. Yeah. 
I tried to explain that to someone else recently that, cause I love like, okay, sure. I'll drop what I had planned and go hang out and go do this fun thing. Let's go on a fun road trip. And they're like, yes. how are you that person and the person that. Um, <laughs> well, it kind of sounds like the common thread is like bringing mindfulness into whatever it is that you're doing. So not doing things on accident, but doing things intentionally, whether yeah. that's something that's already been planned or something that's spontaneous. Yeah. I love that. I think you just described me in a nutshell. That's so good. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so glad. Um, okay. I've got to know what are some of your favorite social media accounts to follow or podcasts to listen to? Okay. I want to be more of a podcast person. I truly do. I, I like to have things when I'm working in a client's house, I like to have things on in the background. I like to be listening to stuff, music, podcasts. And wow. so whenever I, friends of mine recommend something, I'll give it a listen. And obviously I'm not just saying this, but I do love your podcast. (laughs) We have several (laughs) mutual friends and um, I I just love hearing from the different people that you've had as guests and hear their life experiences and kind of how they tackle things, you know, how they approach life. I just just like that. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that makes me happy. And on Instagram, um, really man, I like following other professional organizers because it's kind of a community like in itself, that field of professional organizing is just a community where there's a lot of encouragement. Like, and I know social media is not a hundred percent real, but it's just great to be able to bounce ideas off each other or see somebody doing something in New Mexico or Canada. That's also an organizer, they're making a difference in people's lives with the same intent that I am. Um, And I I really enjoyed that. So I would say not necessarily a specific account, but you could follow like a professional organizers organizers hashtag or something like that. I think that would be, give you some good accounts. (laughs) Love that. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Are you ready for the rapid fire questions? This is where I start the sentence and you finish it. Okay. You got this. I'm ready. (laughs) The color I wear most often is green. My favorite book is. Mm, I just love a good suspense novel. I can't pick one. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's okay. You can pass. You're allowed to pass if you need to. My favorite breakfast food is. Bacon. My favorite app on my phone is. The notes app. (laughs) Yep. 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 My favorite outfit I've ever worn is. Probably something cozy and comfy like pajamas. (laughs) Yes, you're my kind of person. Oh my goodness. I literally, I, I, whenever I did an episode with my sister, we were talking about it. And my answer was literally the lounge set that I was currently wearing. (laughs) I was like, literally, this is my favorite outfit I've ever worn. I don't know why I didn't wear lounge sets until the last like year of my life. (laughs) Um, Okay. When I was little, I wanted to be a teacher. Oh, really? Very yeah, cool. I can see being a great teacher. That's what my degree is in. I didn't mention that, I guess. But okay. My degree is in early childhood education. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. My favorite place I've ever been is. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. The mountains in Denver, Colorado. Oh, gorgeous. Wonderful. Um, my, the best piece of advice I've ever received was. Who, um, man, this was in college, even when you're walking through a difficult circumstance or something trying to still in that moment, look for the hand of God, instead of waiting till after it's over to look for his presence. But like, 
to, to truly look for him, even in the hardest of times. Mm, Wow. Wow. Um, my role model is. Mm, Can't answer it. Just like the book. So many people, my family (laughs) and then ladies within the church I'm a part of. Yep. Can't answer too many. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm currently learning about. I mentioned this, uh, just setting some boundaries for myself. I want to do all the things, all the fun things and all the things that are good for my business and relationships and just learning to set some boundaries. Mm, Very good. Very good. Um, my style icon is style icon. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) I don't think I have one. You're allowed to pass. I'm not very stylish. Um, somebody (laughs) wears big earrings and comfy clothes. That's my style. I love it. Love it so much. Um, okay. I love what I do because. Mm, Because I, I genuinely love people and details, um, and just helping people make subtle changes that really have a major impact on their circumstance. Oh yeah. That's it's significant work, what you're doing. And I think, I, I think it, all the clients that you've worked with would be willing to back me up if they were here right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, keep up the amazing work. So you will you sh- encouragement. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Will you share with everybody listening how they can connect with you online? Yes. Uh, my website is shepherdorganizing.com and my last name shepherd is spelled S H E P A R D. There's like a hundred ways you can spell that. So shepherdorganizing.com. And then on Facebook and Instagram, I'm Shepherd Organizing Solutions. Wonderful. Okay, everyone go follow along. And is there anything else that you would like for people to know as they're following along on social media? Yeah, I, I love when people that I know or don't know ask me questions. Like mm. I want people to feel comfortable we can't do a whole session or I can't solve all your space problems or schedule problems in a DM. But if you want to know where something came from, I love being able to send people links. Um, and social media is pretty much my main form of marketing other than word of mouth. And so anytime people engage, whether it's any kind of comment or sharing, I love that. I appreciate, I feel each one in my heart. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me today. Honestly, just love this, learned a lot and just loved getting to connect. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I hope you have an absolutely wonderful rest of your week. Thank you. Bye friend. Bye. Well, friends, that was the conversation that I had with Paige. Is she not just so sweet and wonderful? Um, I feel like every single one of her services that she offers, I could benefit from. And I know that I'm not the only one. So I really just loved chatting with her, learning from her. Um, And it was just such a wonderful conversation. Thank you guys for listening. And I hope that it added some value into your week. If it did add some value into your week, I think another episode that you would also love is episode number 28 titled Kicking Grind Life to the Curb featuring Pia Thompson. And I also think you would enjoy episode number 20 titled Practical Steps to Organize Your Closet, Pantry, and Life featuring Carla Carter. Both of those will be right up your alley if this was your kind of episode. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening and we will be back next week with a brand new episode. In the meantime, make sure to connect on Instagram at the life and style podcast. You can also connect with me personally on Instagram at Kaylee.lane. That's C-A-Y-L-I-E dot L-A-N-E. 
Thank you so much, friends. And I will talk to you soon. This podcast episode was produced by the marketing and media team at Painted Tree Boutiques. Special thanks to Aiden McMillan, Becca Melton, and all of the Painted Tree shoppers, staff, and vendors that make this project possible.